going to do chapter two. I got the energy to do it again. I kind of figured out my mic. I was kind of stupid. So I didn't realize because I went back on Amazon to go check out the reviews for it. Because I was like, why is it so fucking silent? I was like, I'm pretty sure it had like pretty good reviews and all that. And I go look. And I'm like, yeah, it, everyone's saying it's pretty standard, you know, decent mic for, you know, just doing audiobooks for standard, you know, nothing professional. But and then I started looking at everyone's fucking photos, like review photos for it. And then and they noticed <laughs> my little mistake. I never took off my little muffler thing that was on top of my mic the entire time. So I'm going to hope this sounds a lot better than what it did before. <laughs> and it's not as quiet. Because <laughs> that was really funny <laughs> in the amount of times where the music became louder than me or like you had to like really turn up your volume just to hear me. I'm also, well I don't know yet, I'll, <laughs> I'll maybe add something in editing wise at the very end to see if I'm going to mess around with some of the editing features. Because there's a real weird one that it kind of sounds good but it kind of makes me sound a little robot -y. So I don't know if I want to do it or not because I feel like it's gonna be bad-ish or something and I'm not smart enough to go back and fucking redo it and I'm not gonna fucking redo it and this is gonna be my one try so yeah so we are gonna do chapter two was ask co-pilot I don't know reading this off a of fucking pdf because I didn't pay for it but you didn't hear that podcast or spotify or all the other fucking eight other website that this is on for some reason audible yeah, listen to me on Apple Music. Not Apple Music. Apple Podcast. And Sansom Podcast. <laughs> and wait, what else am I on? Pan no, I'm not on Pandora. Uh, Podcast Index. Amazon Music. Oh my god. And listen listen notes. Holy shit. I, I made it big, guys. I'm on listen notes. You guys can wish you were this big of a bitch. Anyways. We are going to do chapter two. Let's hope this isn't as long as chapter one. Let me let me actually give myself a brief rundown. What happened in chapter one? <laughs> oh yeah, we were. Are we? Have we entered? Have we entered finite? Not finite rooms. Have we entered Freddy's? I think we're going. Yeah, they were all silent. John said, "If Rick was silent, yeah, let's do it." Okay, so the. They're either preparing or about to go. <coughs> oh, my burp. Okay. <laughs> this time I'm doing it at 8.51 p.m. I'm doing it before I go to sleep. Probably not going to go to sleep soon, but still. <sighs> I'm, already, I'm already on like three minutes of this and I haven't even started reading. <laughs> what a podcast. What an what a book. Anyways. Alright. Chapter 2. Charlie pulled to a stop. Feeling the soft give of dirt under her tires and turn off the car, she got out and surveyed their surroundings. The sky was rich, dark blue, the last trails of sunset streaking off to the west. Guys, it's turning nighttime. The parking lot was unpaved, and before them lay a sprawling monster of a building. Rising acre of glass and concrete, there were lamps in the parking, parking, parking lot that had never been used, and no lights shone out onto the lot. The building itself looked like an abandoned sanctuary, attombed in black trees amidst the distant roar of civilization. See, these are like the sentences I'm talking about. This is supposed to be a baby book. 
I know I already said this last, like, probably same, like, at the beginning of the last first chapter, but again, like, what baby's gonna know his words? Fucking entombed. You ain't gonna know that shit. Fucking trees. You ain't gonna know that shit. She looked at Jessica in the passenger seat, who was craning her neck out the window. Is this the right place? Jessica asked. Charlie shook her head slowly, not quite certain what she was seeing. I don't know, she whispered. Charlie got out of the car and stood in silence as John and Carlton pulled up beside her. What it is? What? Damn it, John's is always irritating. Wait, what is this? <laughs> yeah, there you go. What is this? John stepped out of the car cautiously and stared blankly at the monument. Does anyone have a flashlight? He looked at each of them. Carlton held up his keychain and waved around the feeble, feeble glow of a pen light for a minute. Who's got that pen on him? Great. John muttered. Oh, great. Good. John muttered, walking away with resignation. Hold on a sec, Charlie said, and went around to her trunk. My aunt makes me carry around a bunch of different a bunch of different stuff for emergencies. Aunt Jen, loving but se severe, had taught Charlie self-reliance above almost anything else. Before she let Charlie, also, big big fucking mistake. I didn't realize it till I was re like listening to my uh, first chapter. I kept saying that Charlie's dad was William. I, I was I met Henry. I didn't, I'm not a fake fan. I met Henry the entire time. Not William Afton. Henry. I wasn't talking about William. I, was, I met Henry the entire time. Because I know Henry's the one that builds the fucking robots. So leave me alone. I noticed it. I, I didn't realize it until a little later. I was like, why am I saying William? I just want to make that clear. Before you. Okay. Where was I? <laughs> Above anything else. Before she left Charlie, she uh, let Charlie have her old blue Honda. Fuck, I need burp again. <laughs> Oof. She had insisted that Charlie know how to change a tire, check the oil, and know the basic parts of the engine. In the trunk, in a black box tucked in the next to the jack, a spare tire, a small crowbar, she had a blanket, a heavy police issue flashlight, bottled water, granola bars, matches, an emergency flare. Charlie grabbed the flashlight. Carlton grabbed the granola bar. Oof. Carlton's the fatty. Almost by silent agreement, they begin to walk the building. Perimeter. Charlie holding up the light in, in a steady beam in front of them. The building itself looked almost finished. Mostly finished. <laughs> but the ground was all dirt and rock. Uneven and soft. Charlie shone... What the fuck? Shone the light on the ground. Shine. I feel like... I'm starting to feel like this PDF isn't getting some of the words right. Charlie shown the light? Wouldn't it be Charlie shined the light on the ground? You guys can't see it, but... I'm not paying for that, actually. Where grass had grown patchy in the dirt, inches long. No Wait. Oh, wait. No, this is Charlie. No one has been digging for a while, Charlie said. The place was massive, and it took a long time to... Commu what the fuck? C c communicate navigate c-r-u-m-n c-r-u-m navigate it wasn't long before the rich blue of the evening was overtaken by the by a blanket of scattered silvered clouds and stars 
The surfaces of the building were all smooth beige concrete with the windows too high up and the, wall, the walls to see inside. Sorry, I was moving some stuff. Who's saying this? Oh. Did they really build this whole thing? Then just leave it? Jessica said. Carl Carlton, said John. Carlton shrugged expensively. I told you. Fuck. Carlton and John sound too alike. I can't do John. Carlton, fuck it. I told you there was construction, but I don't know anything else. Well, the this. All right, I got John back. <laughs> John seemed almost paranoid, scouting the trees as Drew eyes might be looking back at him. It's just, it just goes on and on. He squinted, gazing along the outside of the wall that seemed to stretch endlessly, endlessly, endlessly into the distance. He glanced to the trees as if he was making sure that he hadn't missed a building somehow. Now it was hit. Wow. It was here. He placed his hand on the drab concrete facing. Oh wait. He placed his hand on the drab concrete facing. It's gone. After a moment, he gestured to the others and began to walk back the way they came. Reluctantly, Charlie turned back, following the group. They kept going until they could see their cars like, up again in the darkness. Oh, fucking lame-ass thing. Who says this? Oh, sorry guys, I hope there would have at least been something familiar, Carlton said exhaustedly, looking back to make sure they hadn't missed anything. Yeah, Charlie said. She had known it would be, it would be, but seeing that Freddy's had been raised to the ground and was still shocked. Raised? It says raised. What the fuck? It was so paramount. <laughs> fuck. Sometimes in her mind that she wanted. Why is there so many commas? <laughs> let me let me count. In this one like sentence, one, two, three, four, five, six, six commas in one sentence. It was so paramount. Sometimes. What the fuck? It was so paramount, comma, sometimes, comma, in her mind, comma, that she would want to get rid of it, comma, wanted to scrub the memories, comma, good and bad, comma, from her head, comma, as if they had never been. Now someone had scrubbed it from the landscape. It felt like a violation. It should have been up to her. Right, she thought, because you had the money to buy it and preserve it, like Aunt Jen did with her house. Tolly, Tolly. Alright, that's how John's gonna sound. Charlie. No, that's, that's Charlie's dad. Tolly. John says, saying her name. It sounded like he was repeating it. Tolly, Tolly, Tolly. Sorry, she said. What were you saying? Do you wanna go and. Wait. Fuck. You wanna go outside? You want. You, do you want to go inside? Jessica said. Charlie was surprised. They were only now considering this but then again none of them was usually prone to criminal activity i thought they didn't find the building did they find the building what oh my god i don't i am so lost in this story the words are so immaculate i'm so lost the thought was a release she took a deep breath speaking on exhale why not she said almost laughing she hefted the flashlight her arms were getting tired 
Anyone else want a turn? She waved it back and forth like a pendulum. Carlton took it, took it and took a moment to appreciate its weight. Was so heavy, he said, passing it off to John. Here you go. It's a police flashlight, Charlie said absently. I don't know what absently means. You can hit people with it. Jessica wrinkled her nose. Your aunt really was a kid and ran, huh? Ever used it? Not yet, Charlie winked. You guys didn't see it, but I actually winked. The narrator is the narrator. It made a half-trending glance at John, who returned an uncertainly half-smile, unsure how to react. The wide entrances were- They are by the- What the f- I'm so confused. Let me drink soda. So they're at- They found the place. Because I swear to God, it said they were walking back to their cars. Are we... I didn't skip a page. The wide entrances were sealed with hammer metal doors, no doubt intended to be temporary until construction was finished. Still, it wasn't difficult to find a way in, as many large mounds of gravel and sand <coughs> scaled the walls, leading right up to the edges of the large, gapping windows. Not trying hard to keep people out, John said. What's anyone going to steal? Charlie said, staring at the blank, towering walls. They climbed the hill slowly, the gravel shifting and sliding beneath their feet as they went. Carlton reached the window first, and he peered through. Jessica looked over his shoulder. Can we drop down? Wait, no. Uh, Can we drop down? John said. Yes, said Carlton. No. <laughs> no. Jessica said, oh, no, Jessica said at precisely the same time. I'll go, Charlie said. She felt reckless. Ooh, she a fucking, I don't know. Without looking through to see how far the fall was, she put her feet through the opening and let herself drop. She landed, knees bent. Oh, are we, no, no, that's too far. I don't know. The impact rocking her, but it did not hurt. She looked up at her friend staring down. Who's saying this? Oh, Charlie. <laughs> oh, hang on, Charlie called, pulling a short stepladder from a wall nearby and setting it under the window. Okay, she said. Come on. They dropped down one by one, looked around inside, and looked around them. Inside was a terrarium, or maybe it would have been a become a food court, with metal benches and plastic tables scattered around. Some bolted to the floor. The ceiling rose up high above them with a glass roof where they can see the stars peering down at them. Very post-apocalyptic, Charlie joked, her voice echoing in the space. Apocalyptic, apocalyptic, Jessica sang a brief, wordless scale, suddenly startling them all into silence. Her voice rang out pure and clear, something beautiful in the emptiness. Very nice, but let's not call too much up. Let's not call too much ourselves. Attention to ourselves. I'm kind of spinning everywhere. John said. Right, Jessica said, still very happy with herself. She didn't, there was no line of her singing. They just described her singing. So if there was, I would have done something. So fuck the book, now fuck me. Still very happy with herself. As they walked up, Carlton swept up and took her arm. You're, what the Fuck. Your voice is amazing, <laughs> he said. It's just good acoustics, Jessica said, attempting, attempting humility. 
but not meaning a word of it. I don't know what that word means. They walked the empty halls, peering into each of the massive cavities where a department store might have been. Some parts of the mall had almost been finished. A mall? What? Where the fuck are we? While others were in a shambles, some hallways were littered with piles of dusty concrete bricks and stacks of wood. <laughs> others were lined up with glass panels, storefronts, lights hanging in perfect rows above their heads. Wait, no, it's John. It's almost like a lost city, John said. Like Pompeii, Jessica said. Just without the volcano. No, Charlie said. <laughs> There's nothing here. The whole place had a sterile feel to it. It was not abandoned. It had never sustained life at all. She looked in the store window across from her. One of the few glass. One with the few. One of the few with glass. Wondering what would have been on display. She imagined mannequins dressed in bright clothing, but when she tried to picture them, all she could see was blank faces concealing something. She suddenly felt out of place, unwelcomed by the building itself. Charlie began to f begin to feel restless. Some of the luster wearing off the adventure. They had come. Freddy was gone. It was, and so was the shrine she had kept in her thoughts where she can still find Michael playing where she saw him last. John stopped, suddenly turning off the light as he carefully, as carefully as he could. He put his fingers to her lips. Motioning silence. He gestured back at the way they came in. In the distance, they all saw a small light bobbing in the darkness, like a ship in the fog. Someone here is someone else is here, he hissed. Someone else is here, he hissed. A night, a night guard, maybe, Carlton whispered. Why would an abandoned building need a guard? Charlie wondered. Kids probably come here to party. Alright, that's gonna be Carlton's voice at, at this point. And grinned. I would've come here to party too if I'd known about it. Or if I party. What the fuck? It just ends? What the fuck is that sentence? Okay, well, let's backtrack slowly, John said. That's okay. John started and made a zip it motion across his lips. They, what, she wasn't even talking. What? <laughs> you shut the fuck up, Jessica. You didn't even get a line in the fucking dialogue. But shut the fuck up. <laughs> Not you, Carlton. He's fucking speaking. They continued down the hallway, this time with only the dimmer light of Carlton's keychain. Wait. Jessica stopped with a... Oh, wait. Wait. Jessica stopped with a whisper. Looking intently at the walls surrounding them. Sun's not right. Yeah. No giant pretzels. I know. Seems in. Oh, wait. Yeah, no giant pretzels. I know. Carlton seems to see her. Jessica waved a hand at him impatiently. No. Sun ain't right about the architecture. <laughs> she took several steps back, trying to see the whole of it. Son, son, definitely not right, as she repeated. It's bigger on the outside. It's bigger on the outside, Charlie repeated, sounded puzzled, sounding puzzled. I mean, there's a big difference between where the inside wall is and where the outside wall is. Look! Jessica ran along the length of the wall between where two stores would have been. There would have been a store here and a store there. Maybe I should give John a Brooklyn accent. John. 
<laughs> John pointed to the obvious, not understanding the problem. <laughs> but the sun, wait. But there's sun, sun in the middle. No. But there's supposed to be sun in the middle. Jessica exclaimed, beating her hands against an empty portion of the wall. This is this pot's just out on into the parking lot, like the stores on each side. But there's no way into it. You're right, Charlie stated, walking towards Jessica, studying the walls. There should be another entrance here. And 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 Jessica dropped her voice so that only Charlie and <laughs> only Charlie could hear her. It's about wait. It's about the same size as Freddy's, don't you think? Charlie's eyes widened and she took a quick step back from Jessica. What are you two what are you two whispering about? Carlton stepped closer. We're talking about you. Jessica said sharply. We're talking about you. Jessica said sharply. And they walked into the one of the bank department stores that seemed to sandwich the seal space. Come on, she said. Let's take a look. They started combing the walls group clustered around the tiny light. Charlie was not sure what to hope for. Aunt Jen had warned her about coming back. She didn't encourage Charlie to skip the memorial. Not directly, but she was pleased that she was returning to Hurricane. Just be careful, she said. She's just, her aunt's just gonna sound like Jessica. Some things, some memories, some memories are best left disturbed. Is that why your dad's house? Charlie thought of now. Is that why you kept paying for it? Left it untouched, left some kind of shrine, but never visiting. Hi, hi, hi. John was gesturing wildly, running into inside to catch up to the rest of them. Hide! The light was out in the hall, <laughs> down, and it was coming closer. Charlie glanced around. They were already too deep inside the master's door to get out in time. There seemed to be nowhere to hide. Here, here. Jessica, wait, here, here, Jessica whispered. There was a break in the wall besides a rig of scaffolding. Scaffolding? How big is this building? And they hurried into it, squeezing past stacks of open boxes and sheets of plastic hanging from the ceiling. They made their way down to, into what appeared to be a makeshift hallway, just on the other side of the department store wall. It was really more like an alley. It was incongruous with the rest of the mall, not shiny and new but dank and musty. One of the one wall was made of the same concrete as the outside building, though it was roughed and unfinished, and the other was exposed brick, faded and smooth with age, the motor crumbling, leaving chinks chinks and holes. Heavy ooh, heavy wooden shelves of cleaning equipment stood against the wall, listening to the side, their boards sinking under sinking under the weight of old paint cans and mysterious buckets. Something was dripping from uncovered pipes overhead, leaving puddles that they all stepped around carefully. A mouse scuttled by, almost running over Carlton's foot. Carlton made a strangle sound. <coughs> Hand over his mouth. They crouched down behind one of the wooden shelving units, pressing up against the wall. Charlie doused the light and waited. Charlie took shallow breaths, perfectly still, watching and wishing she had picked a better position to freeze into. After a few minutes, her legs started to feel numb under her, and Carlton was so close that she could smell the light. What the fuck? Smell the light, pleasant, oh, scent of his shampoo. 
That's nice, she whispered. Thanks. Thanks, Carlton said. <laughs> Knowing immediately what she was referring to. It comes in ocean breeze, tropical paradise. I prefer ocean breeze, but it just it dries the scalp. Hush, 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 hush. John hissed. Charlie wasn't sure why she was so worried. It was just a night card, and at worst, they could be asked to leave. Maybe yelled at a little. She had overblown aversion to getting in trouble. The bobbing light came closer. Charlie was suddenly acutely aware of her body, holding every muscle motionless. Suddenly, she could make out a thin figure leading in from the great room outside. He's shown his, he's sh yeah, he's shown his light. What the fuck? Shown his back. Shine. I'm gonna, every time I see shine, I'm gonna say shine. He shined his light in a long beam down the hallway, sweeping it up and down the walls. He got us, Charlie thought, but inexplicably, <laughs> he turned and went, apparently satisfied. They waited another few minutes. There was nothing. He was gone. They all had moved slowly out of their crouched positions, stretching limbs that had gone to sleep. Carlton shook one foot vigorously until he could stand on it. Charlie looked down at Jessica, who was still hunched over as frozen time. Jessica, are you okay? She whispered. Jessica looked up, smiling. You won't believe this. You won't believe this. I can't do it, boys. You won't. Hey there. You won't believe this. Okay. Hey there. <laughs> She pointed at the brick wall. Charlie leaned over to see. There etched in the worn brick were clumsy letters, almost ineligible in a child's handiwork. Carlton. Carlton smells like feet. You gotta be kidding me. John whispered in awe, turning to the face. You gotta be kidding me. John whispered in awe, turning the to the face. The turning to face the wall, placing both hands against it. I recognize these bricks. He laughed. <laughs> These are the same works. His smile faded. They didn't. They didn't turn down. Turn down. They built around it. It's still here. Jessica unsuccessfully tried to keep her voice down. There has to be a way in. She added. Her eyes widened with almost childish excitement. Charlie shined the light. Flash. It was shown again, but I'm saying shine. Shine the flashlight up and down the hallway, playing the light off each wall. But there was no break. No door. John. Well, there was a back door to Freddy's, John said. Marla wrote that, right? Next to the back door, right? Why didn't they just knock it down? Charlie pondered. Does this hallway just lead nowhere? Jessica said, puzzled. Does this hallway lead nowhere? <laughs> it's the story of my life, Carlton said. Wait, Charlie rang her finger, ran her fingers, ran, ran her fingers along the edge of a shelf. Peering through, the odds and ends cramped onto it. The wall be behind it looked different. It was metal, not brick. Right here, she stepped back and looked at the others. Help me move it, she said. John and Jessica pressed against one side in a united effort, and she and Carlton pulled on the other. It was immensely heavy, laden with cleaning supplies and large buckets of nails and tools, but it slid further down the hall almost easily, without inst incident Jessica stepped back breathing hard John give me the big light again he handed it over she turned it back on aiming where the shelf had stood this is it she said it was a metal rusting and spattered with paint a stark contest contrast with the walls around it 
There was only a hole where the handle had been. How far am I on the podcast? I'm at 28 minutes. Oh, and the last one was like an hour. I need to take a drink. I need to take a drink. Oh my god. Reading is so hard. <laughs> where am I? A stark con- contrast with the walls around it. There was only a hole where the handle had been. Someone had removed it so the shelf could lie flush against the door. Silently, Charlie handed the flashlight back to- Oh, Charlie had the fucking flashlight. And held it above her head so she could see it. She slipped, slipped around the others and tried to squeeze her fingers into the hole where the doorknob was once. Once was, trying to open it to no avail. It's not going to open, she said. Charlie, John was behind her, peering over her shoulder. Just a second. He squeezed himself into the space beside her and knelt carefully. I don't think it's locked or anything, he said. I think it's just rusty. Look at it. The door extended all the way to the floor. Its bottom ragged and unfinished. The hinges were on the other side, and the edges were caked in rust. It looked as though it had been open in years. Charlie and John pulled it together and moved a fraction of an inch. Yay! Jessica said, Yeah! Jessica exclaimed, almost shouting, then covered her mouth. Sorry, she whispered, containing my excitement. They took turns pulling on it, leaning one, leaning over one another, the metal scraping their fingers. It, he- it held for a long moment, then came loose under their weight, swinging open s- slowly with an unearthly screech. Charlie looked nervously over her shoulder, but the guard did not appear. The door had opened only about a foot wide, and they went one by one until all four were through. Inside, the air changed. They all stopped short. Ahead of them was a dark hallway, familiar to all. Easiest, Jessica whispered, not taking her eyes from the dark expanse. It's here, Charlie thought. She had she held out her hand for the flashlight, and John handed it to her wordlessly. She sh- shined the light ahead of them. Sweeping this wall. See, Shone was even in the last fucking chapter. So I don't mean this bitch ass Shone like. Fuck this word. This is a real word. Is Shone a word? No, it auto corrects to shine. So wait, no, Shone is past tense shine? Yeah, so it's not really. It is a word. It's past tense by shine. Why are they? I think it's just a fucking fuck up. Anyways, she shined the light ahead of them, sweeping the walls. They were covered in children's drawing, crayon, and yellowing, 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 curling paper. She started forward, and the others followed. Feet shuffled on the old title, old tile. It seemed to take forever to traverse the hall, or perhaps it was just that they had been moving slowly, with. Methodically deliberate, <laughs> deliberate steps. Eventually, the hallway opened up into a larger expanse, the dining room. It was just as they remembered it. Completely preserved, the big flashlight bounced off the thousand of little things, reflective, glittered, were topped with the foil ribbon. The tables were still in place, covered in their sh- silver and white checkered cloths. The chairs were pulled up to the, to them half-haphazardly. Some tables were too many, and others were too few. It looked as though the room had been abandoned in the middle of the lunch hour, 
Everyone had gotten up expecting a return, but never did. They left because the bite of 1987 happened. That's why they left so fast, because they were all so scared. They walked in cautiously, breathing cold, stale air that had been trapped inside for a decade. The whole restaurant gave off a sense of abandonment. So this is like way past Finance Phrase 1. I don't know if these books are fully connected to the storyline, because think about it at this point. Originally, in the first game, you're just a security guard. You're hired as a security guard, meaning the building around the mall that was built around Finance Phrase in the book right now probably hadn't happened yet. So I'm assuming this takes this takes place a lot, like a good decade after the first Finance of Freddy's. Right? Yeah, because that makes sense because then Charlie would be a kid when the first deaths were happening and shit, which was what Michael. So that would make sense. This is my theory. Where was I? The whole restaurant gave off a sense of abandonment. No one was coming back. There was a small merry-go-round barely visible in the distant corner with four child-sized ponies still at, at rest from their last song. In an instant, Charlie froze in place as did the others. There, there they were. There they were. I stared back from the dark large and lifeless and a logical panic pulsed through her. Time had held still. No one spoke, no one breathed, breathed. As, did, as though a predatory animal was stalking them. But as the moment passed, the fear waned. Waned? W-A-N-E-D. Waned. Weird. Until she was back at again. As a child, with her old friends. Except... Who the fuck texted me? Shut the fuck up. Well, as the moment passed, the fear until she was back at again. As a child, and with her old friends, separated from one another. Give me a second, I gotta, gotta respond to text. Doing audio book. Shut the fuck up. Hee hee hee. JK. Fuck you. <laughs> as though a predatory animal is stalking them. But as the moment passed, the fear waned. Okay, sorry guys. Sorry, I had to repeat something. Shut the fuck up! Until she was back at again. I am. As a child with her. Okay. <laughs> Keep reading. Charlie walked towards the eyes in a straight line. Behind her, the others were motionless. Hers was the only footsteps. As Charlie walked, she touched the cold back of an old party chair without looking at it, guiding it out of her path. She took one final step, and the eyes in the dark became clear. It was them, Charlie smiled. <coughs> Hi, she whispered too soft for the others to hear. Before her stood three animatronics, animals, a bear, a rabbit, and a chicken, all standing as tall as adults, maybe taller. Their bodies were segments like artist models, each limb made of distinct squarish pieces. Separate at the joints, they belonged to the restaurant, or maybe the restaurant belonged to them. And there was a time where everyone knew them by name. There was Bonnie, the rabbit. His fur was bright blue, his squared off muzzle held a permanent smile, and his wide chip pink eyes were he had pink eyes were dick lidded, giving him a perpetually worn out expression. Hey, no one's gonna know that fucking no baby's gonna know perpetually. I can't even pronounce it. His ears stuck up straight, crinkling over at the top, as his feet 
splayed out for balance. He held a red, 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 red bass guitar. His blue paws poised, posed. Why did they say poised? Weird. Posed to play, and around his neck was a bow tie that matched the instrument's fiery color. Chica the chicken was more bulky. That's so mean. Connor, fat. But she's not fat. She's beautiful to me, especially Joy Chica. And held an expressively expressive look. Dick black eyebrows arched over her purple eyes. She didn't have purple. What the fuck? Did Chica have purple eyes? Oh, I'm searching up. Chica. Holy shit. I'm a fucking dumbass. Okay. I'm gonna shut the fuck up. Her beak slightly opening, revealing teeth as she held out a cupcake. Oh, I hope they talk. I wonder what voices I'll do for them. I don't know. The cupcake itself was something disturbing. Oh my god. <laughs> With eyes set into its pink frosting and teeth hanging out over the cake. A single candle sticking out from the top. I always expected the cupcake to jump off the plate, Carlton said. Gave a half laugh. <laughs> Cautiously stepped up to Charlie's side. They seem taller than I remember, he added in a whisper. That's because you never got this close as a kid, Charlie smiled, at ease and stepped closer. You were busy, you were, you were, you were busy, you were busy hiding under the tables, little pussy, little, little fucking pussy, that's what you were, Carlton. I saw you every day, Carlton, hiding under the tables, being a little baby, little wah wah, little, little wah baby. You don't say all that. I just added that. So, you're welcome. Director's cut. Jessica said from behind them, still some distance away. Chica wore a bib around her neck. The words, let's eat. No, let's eat. Said out in purple and yellow against a confetti-covered background with a tuft of feathers stuck up behind the middle of her head. Standing in between Bonnie and Chica was Freddy Fazbear himself, the namesake of the restaurant. He was the most genial looking of the three. You guys, let me know what genial means. Giving no hint that he would rather be somewhere else. A robust, a robust, a robust, if lean brown bear. He smiled down at the audience, holding a microphone in one of Paul, sporting a black bow tie on top half. The only incongruity in his feature was the color of his eyes, a bright blue that surely no bear had ever had before him. His mouth hung up open, and his eyes were practically closed. <laughs> his, uh, oh, no, the bite of 1987 happened in, what, wasn't that FNAF 2? Or was that, uh, I don't remember. <laughs> As though he's been frozen in song, Carlson drew closer to the stage until his knees pressed against the rim of it. Hey, Freddy, he whispered. Long time no see. He reached out and grabbed at the microphone wiggling to see if he can get out of this. Don't, Charlie blurted, looking up at Freddy's fixed gaze as though he was making sure he hadn't noticed. Yeah. Carlton pulled back his hand like he had like he had touched something hot. So sorry. Come on come on come on Char John said, cracking a smile. Don't you want to see the rest of the place? They spread out across the room, peering into corners and carefully trying doors, acting though as everything might be breakable to the touch. <clears throat> John went over to the small carousel, and Carlton disappeared into the dark arcade off the main room. I remember it being a lot brighter and noisier than he. Carlton smiled, as though at home again, 
running his hands over the aging knobs and flat plastic buttons. I wonder if my high scores are still in there, he muttered to himself. I wonder if my high scores are still in there. To the left of the stage was a small hallway. Half hoping no one would notice where she had gone, Charlie started to stare it down silently as the others occupied themselves with their own curiosities. At the end of the short plane, short plane corridor was her father's office. It had been Charlie's favorite place in the restaurant. She liked to play with her friends in the main area, but she loved the singular privilege of coming back here where her father was doing paperwork. She paused outside the door, closed door, her hand posed, poised over the knob, remembering. Most of the room was filled filled with his desk, his filing cabinets and small boxes of in uninteresting parts. In one corner was a small filing cabinet painted a salmon color that Charlie had always insisted was pink. That had been Charlie's. The bottom drawer held toys and crayons, and the top had what she liked to call my paperwork. It was mostly coloring books and drawing drawings. But occasionally, she would go over to her father's desk and try to copy down whatever she was writing in her childish crayon hands. Charlie, you guys hear that? Do you guys hear that? At minute 42, <laughs> you guys hear that? But occasionally, she would go over to her father's desk and try to copy down whatever she was writing in her childish crayon hand. Charlie tried the door, but it was locked. Better this way, she thought. The office was personal. She didn't want it open tonight. She headed back into the main dining room and found John looking pensively at the merry-go-round. He eyed her with curiosity, but did not ask where she had gone. I used to love this thing, Charlie smiled, approachingly, approaching warmly. Yet now, the painted figures seemed odd and lifeless to her. John made, her, made a face as though he knew what she was thinking. Not the same, he said. He rubbed his hand over the top of the polished pony as though she to scratch it behind it. the ear. Just not. Just not the same. Just not the same. It couldn't be just not the same. He repeated, removing his hand, gazing elsewhere. Charlie glanced over to see where the others were. In the arcade, she could see Jessica and Carlton wandering among the games. Among. The consoles stood still and unlit like a massive tombstone, their screens blank. I never liked playing these games, Jessica said, smiling. They move too fast, and just when I like to figure out what to do, I die, and it would be someone else's turn, she said as she wiggled the joystick that squeaked from the collect. They were rigged anyway, Carlton said with a wink. When was, last, when was last time you played one of these? Jessica said, peering closely into one of the screens to see what image burned into from many years of use. Carlton was busy rocking a pinball machine back and forth trying to get a paw to come close. Uh, there, there's a pizza place. No, wait, fuck. There's a pizza place. I can't do his voice. Fuck, I lost it. There's a pizza place. No. Hey, I'm from. <laughs> hey, uh, there's a pizza place I visit sometimes. That was bad. He set the black table back on four legs and carefully glanced at Jessica. But it, but it's no Freddy. It's no Freddy's. But it ain't no Freddy. He added. John was roaming through the dining room again amidst the tables, flickering the stars and spirals hanging overhead. He plucked a red party hat from the table, stretched the rubber band 
Rubber bank hangling. Yeah, rubber band hangling loose from its base. And it snapped around his head. Red and white tassels hanging down over his face. Oh, I'll, I'll check out the Kletlan, he said. Charlie followed as he bounded off. Although the kitchen had been off limits to her friends, she had spent a lot of time in there. So much that the chefs chased her out by her name. Or at least by the name the herd or father calling. Charl Charlotte? Charlotte? John overheard someone calling her Charlotte one day when they were in kindergarten and persisted in teasing her with, cons with it constantly. He could always get a rise out of her with it. It wasn't that Charlie didn't like her full name, but Charlie was who she was, who she was to the world. Her father called her Charlotte, and it was a secret between them. Something no one else was allowed to share. The day she left Hurricane for good, the day she said goodbye, John had hesitated. Bye, Charlie, he said. In their cards and letters and phone calls, he had never called her Charlotte again. She never asked why, and he never told her. The kitchen was fully stocked with pots and pans, but it held a little interest for Charlie in the midst of her memories. She headed back out into the open space of the dining room, and John followed. At the same time, Jessica and Carlton stumbled at the arcade, tripping into, onto each other, into each other as, the other as they crossed the threshold between rooms in the dark. John said, Give me a sec, y'all. Okay, I'm not gonna edit out my pauses because <laughs> I don't know how to. Fuck! No, my PDF. Okay. Where? <laughs> Let's do it. She hit. Wait. Okay, but it held a little interest for Charlie in the midst of her memories. She headed back into the open space of the dining room, and John followed. At the same time, Jessica and Carlton stumbled out of the arcade, tripping into each other as they crossed the threshold between rooms in the dark. Oh, wait, I already read all that. Um, a gum wrapper, 30 cents, and Jessica said no. Oh, wait. Uh, a gum wrapper, 30 cents, and Jessica said so no, not really, Carlton said. Jessica playfully gave him a punch on the shoulder. Oh, have we all forgotten? Jessica gave an evil smile, pointing to the other hallway on the opposite side of the dining room. She headed toward it swiftly before anyone could answer, and they followed her. The hallway was a long narrow was long and narrow, and the further they went, the less the flashlight seemed to illuminate. At the passage opened into out to into a small room for private parties, set up with their own tables and chairs. As they entered there was a collective hush. There in front of them was a small stage with the curtain drawn, a sign that strung out across the front. Out of order! In red and neat handwritten letters. They stood for they stood still for a minute, then Jessica went up to it and poked the sign. In ten years is still out of order, she said. Don't touch it, Charlie thought. I have my birthdays back here, John said. It was out of order then too. He took out. He took hold of the edge of the curtain and rubbed the glitter fabric between his finger. No, Charlie wanted to say again, but stopped. You're being silly. She chitted herself. Chitted herself. <laughs> Do you still think he's back there? Jessica said playfully, threatening to make the reveal with one of the giants. One giant swing on the curtain. He saw is. 
John gave a false smile, seeming uncomfortable for the first time. Yeah, he's still there, Charlie thought. She stepped back cautiously, suddenly becoming aware of the drawings and posters surrounding them, like spiders on the wall. Charlie flashlight carefully inched from picture to picture, all depicting different variations of the same character. A large, energetic pirate fox with a patch over one eye and hook for a hand, usually swinging it to deliver a pizza to hungry children. Who said this? This is where. This is where you want. This is where you're. This is where the one the hide. What the fuck is she saying? This is the room where you were, where you were the one hiding under the tables. Jessica said to Charlie, trying to laugh. But you're a big girl now, right? Jessica said. Uh, climbed up the stage unsteadily, almost losing her footing. John reached out to a hand to steady herself and righted herself. She giggled nervously, looking down at the others as though for guidance. Then she grabbed hold of the tassel edge of the fabric. She waved her hands. Ugh. She waved her other hand in front of her face. Dust fell from the cloth. Maybe this wasn't a good idea. She laughed. But then there was an edge to her voice, like she really meant it. Maybe this wasn't a good idea. And she looked down at the stage for a moment, as though she poised, posed to climb back down. Still, she didn't move, taking the edge off the curtain again. Quiet, John said. They were all dead quiet, and in silence, Charlie could hear all of them breathing. All John's breath were deliberate and calm. Jessica's was quick and nervous. As she thought about it, her own breathing became to feel odd, like she had forgotten how to do it. I don't hear anything, she said. Me neither, Jessica echoed. What is it? Music. Well, look, it's coming from... He gestured back the way they had come. From the stage, Charlie cocked her head to the side. I don't hear it. Looks like a little box, he said. Charlie and Jessica listened carefully, but their blank expressions didn't change. It stopped, I guess. It stopped, I guess. John returned his gaze forward. Maybe it was just an ice cream truck. Fucking stupid answer. Jessica whispered. Hey, that would be so bad now. John appreciated the levity. Jessica turned her attention back to the curtain, but John began to hum a tune himself. It reminded him of something. He mumbled. It will model me or something. I said him, but it said me. It will model me or something. He humbled. Okay, here we got. Here I go. Jessica announced. She did not move. Charlie found her eyes drawn to Jessica's hand on the curtain. Her pink manicured nails pale against the dark glittery fabric. It was almost like the hushed moment in the theater crowd when the lights go dark, but the curtains has not yet risen. They were all still and anticipating, but they were not watching a play, no longer playing a game. All the mirth had gone out of Jessica's face. Her cheekbones stood out stark in the shadows, and her eyes looked grim as though the simple thing she was about to do might be terrible. Might be of terrible consequences. As Jessica hesitated, Charlie realized her hand hurt. She was making a fist so tight her nails dug into her flesh, but she could not force her grip to loosen. A crash sounded from back the way they came from, a cascading clanging noise ringing out and filling the whole space. Charlie, John and Charlie froze, meeting each other's eyes in a sudden panic. Jessica dropped the curtain and leapt off the, leaped off the stage, bumping into Charlie and knocking the light out of her hands. Where's the way out? 
she exclaimed, and John came over to help. They hurriedly searched the walls, and Charlie chased the light beam spiraling across the floor. Just as they were all back to their feet, Carlton came tromping. I knocked down a bunch of pots in the kitchen, Carlton exclaimed, <laughs> exclaimed an apology amid the panic. I thought you were with us, Charlie said. I wanted to see if there was any food left, Carlton said, not making it clear that if he found anything or not. Seriously, John laughed. <laughs> That might have been, that guard, that guard might have heard, Jessica said anxiously. We have to get out of here. We gotta skedaddle. They started, they started for the door and Jessica started running. The rest took off after her, picking up speed as they reached the hallway until they were racing. <clears throat> as though something was behind them. Run, run, John called out as they burst into giggles. <laughs> the panic fade, but the urgency re Urgency real. Okay. How many pages I got left? Oh my god, where is chapter three? Holy shit. Okay, I see it. What page? Oh, I didn't look at what page I was at. You guys, fuck. Uh. 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 Okay. <laughs> they squeezed back through the door one by one and pushed it shut with the same painful squeal, Carlton and John leaning on it until it sealed. Oh, that rhymed, I think. They all took hold of the shelf, hefting it back into place and replacing the tools so it appeared undisturbed. Looks good, Jessica said, and John tugged her arm, guiding her away. They made their way quickly but carefully back the way they came, using only Carlton's pen light back through the empty halls and open atrarium to the parking lot. The guard's light did not appear again. Little anticlimactic, if you tell, ask me, Carlton said with disappointment, checking back one more time in hopes that they were being chased. What the fuck? Are you kidding? Charlie said as they went into the clear, already pulling the keys, oh, went to, the, went to her car, already pulling the keys free from her pocket. She felt though as something locked deep inside of her had been disturbed. She was not know if that she didn't she didn't she was not sure if that was a good or a bad thing. That was fun. That was fun. John exclaimed and Jessica laughed. Hey, <laughs> that was terrifying. She cried. It can be both. Carlton said, grinning grinning widely. Charlie began to laugh and John joined in. What? Jessica said. Charlie shook her head and still laughed a little. It's just we were all exactly the same as we were. I mean, we're totally different, older and everything. But we're the same. You and Carlton sound exactly like you did when you were six. <laughs> right? <laughs> Jessica said, rolling her eyes again. But John nodded. I know what you mean, he said. And so does Jessica. She just thought I don't admit it. He glanced back at the mall. Is everybody sure that knockout the seals? He said. We can't outrun them now. Well, we can't outrun them now, Carlton said reasonably, his hand resting on the car. I guess, John said, but he did not sound convinced. You have you haven't changed either, you know, Jessica said with a certain certain satisfaction. Stop looking for problems where they aren't any. Still, John said, glancing back again. What's the girl for? I won't want to push our luck. See y'all tomorrow then, Jessica said as they parted ways. Carlton gave a little wave over his shoulder. 
Charlie's heart sank a little as Jessica settled herself into the passenger seat, tidying buckling herself in. She had not been looking forward to this. It wasn't that she didn't like Jessica, just that being alone with her was uncomfortable. She wasn't still much of a more than a stranger, yet Charlie was still exhilarated from the night's adventure and the lingering adrenaline gave her a newfound confidence. She smiled at Jessica. After tonight, they had suddenly had something much more in common. Do you know which way the motel is? She asked, and Jessica nodded and reached for her purse down at her feet. It was a small and black long strap, and on the drive to the construction site, Charlie had already seen her remove her lip gloss, a mirror, a pack of prevments, a sewing kit, and a tiny hairbrush. Now she pulled out a small notebook and Charlie pen and pen. Charlie smiled. Sorry, sorry, no, sorry. How much, how much stuff do you have in that way? Sorry, how much stuff do you have in that thing? She said, and Jessica looked at her with a grin. The secrets of the purse must not be disclosed, she said playfully. Playfully, they both laughed. Jessica started reading Charlie the direction, and Charlie obeyed, turning left and right without paying much attention to her surroundings. Jessica already checked in, so they went straight into her room. A small beige box of a room with two double beds covered in shiny brown spreads. Charlie set her bags on the bed's closet to the door. Jessica went to the window. As you can see, I splurged on the room with the view, she said, and flung the curtains open dramatically to reveal two dumpsters and a dried out hedge. I want to have my wedding here. Right, Charlie said, amused. Jessica's prim demeanor and fashion model looks made it easy to forget that she was smart as well. As children, she remembered being slightly imitated every time they got to play together to play. Then remembering after the first few minutes of how much she liked her, she wondered if it was hard to make her for to make friends, looking the way she did. But it wasn't the kind of thing you would ask someone. How far am I? I am 59. Oh my god, it's gonna be longer than the first chapter. <laughs> she wondered if it was hard to make her friends. Yada yada. But it wasn't the kind of thing you could really ask someone. Jessica flopped down on her bed, lying across it to face Charlie. So tell me about ye, she said confidently. So tell me about ye, she said confidently, mocking a talk show host or noisy mother. Charlie shrugged awkwardly, put on the spot. What does that mean, she said. Jessica laughed. Hey, y'all. I don't know. What's an awful thing to ask, right? I mean, how do you answer that? Um, how about school? Any cute boys? Charlie laid across the bed, mimicking Je Jessica's position. Cute boys? What are we, 12? Well, Jessica said impatiently. I don't know, she said. Not really. Her class was too small. She had known most of the people in it since she'd moved in with Aunt Jen. And dating anyone like them, like that, seemed forced altogether. Unpeeling. She told Jessica as much. Oh, most of the girls, if they want to date, they date older guys, she said. And you don't, you don't have an older guy? Jessica said, teasing. Nah, Charlie said. I figured I'd wait around for our batch to grow up. Right? Jessica burst out and laughing. <laughs> Quickly thinking of something to share. Last, wait, last year's there was this guy, Donnie, she said. I was gaga for him, like really. He was so sweet to everybody. He wore all black all the time. And he had this black, curly, so thick hair. All I could think about when I sat behind him, burying my face in it. I was so distracted, I ended up with an A in the tree. He was super artistic. 
a poet, and he carried around one of those black letter notebooks. He was always scribbling something in it, but he would never show anybody. She slightly, she slightly, she sighed dreamily. <laughs> I figured if I could get him to show me his poetry, I would really come to know his soul, you know. So did he ever? Charlie said. Oh yeah, she said, nodding empathetically. I asked him out finally, you know, cause he was shy and all, and he was never gonna ask me. He and we went out to the movies, made out a little, and then we went and hung out on the roof of his apartment building. And I told him about how I want to study ancient civilizations and go to ar archaeological caves <laughs> and, and and show me his penis. <laughs> Poems. And did you come to know his soul? Charlie asked, excited to be included in girl talk, something she felt like she never really got into be participating boy in before. Charlie nodded eagerly, but not too eagerly. What the fuck? She calmed herself as Jessica scooted forward on the whisper on the bed to whisper. The poems were awful. I didn't know it was possible to be both melodramatic and boring at the same time. I mean, like, just reading them made me embarrassed for him. She covered her face in her hands. Charlie laughed. What did you do? What could I do? I told him I wasn't going to work out, and I went home. Wait, right after you read his poetry? I still have his notebook in my hand. Oh, no, Jessica, that's awful. He must have broken his heart. I know. I felt so bad, but it felt like the words just came out of my mouth. I couldn't stop. Did he ever speak to you again? Oh yeah, he's perfectly nice. But now he takes statistics and economics and wears sweater vest. You broke him! Charlie drew a pillow at Jessica who sat up and caught it. I know! He'll probably be a multi-millionaire stockbroker instead of a starving artist and it's all my fault. She grinned. Come on, he'll thank me one day. Charlie shook her head. Do you really want him to be an archaeologist? Yeah. Oh, do you want to be an archaeologist? Yeah, Charlie said. Huh said Charlie. Sorry, I thought. She shook her head. Sorry, that is, sorry, that is really cool. You thought I wanted to do something fashion, didn't you, bitch? Jessica said. Well, yeah. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. Jessica said, hey there. It's okay. Jessica said. I did too. I mean, I do. I love fashion. <clears throat> but there's only so much of it, you know? I think it's amazing to about the pe how people lived thousands of years ago, or two thousand, or ten. They were just like us. Oh my God, I'm losing her voice. But so different. I live to imagine. I like to imagine living in other times and other places. And wonder who would have I been? Anyway, what about you? Charlie rolled over, rolled, rolled over onto her back, looking up at the ceiling. The tiles made her loose, stained with styrofoam. And the one above her head asked it was askew. I hope there's any aren't any bugs up here, she thought. I don't know, she said slowly. I think it's really cool that you know what you want to be, but I've never just never had that kind of plan. Well maybe it's not maybe it's not like you to have to figure it out now, Jessica said. Maybe, Charlie said. But I don't know I don't know. You know what you want to do. John knows known since he could hold a pencil that he wanted to be a writer. He's already getting published. Even Carlton. I don't know what he was playing. But you can see that there's a scheme brewing behind all this. Kidding it around. But I just don't have that kind of direction. 
it really don't doesn't matter just because I don't think most of the people know at our age. Plus, I might change my mind or not get into college or something. You never know what's gonna happen. Hey, I'm gonna get, I'm gonna get changed. I want to get some sleep. Sleep. She went into the bathroom and Charlie stayed where she was, gazing at the sorry-looking ceiling. She supposed it was about time to defect, and her earnest refusal to consider the past or future. Live in the present moment, her Aunt Jen said often, and Charlie had taken it to heart. Don't dwell on the past, don't worry about things that may never happen. In 8th grade, she had, she had taken a shop class, vaguely hoping the mechanical works might spark something in her father's talent. Might unleash something, inherited passion lying latent, latent, latent within her. But it is not. She had made a clumsy looking birdhouse for the backyard. She never took another shop class, and the birdhouse only attracted one squirrel who promptly knocked it down. Jessica came out of the bathroom wearing pink striped pajamas. Charlie went in to get ready for bed, changing and brushing her teeth hurriedly. When she came back out, came out again, Jessica was already under the covers with the light by her head turned bed turned off. Charlie turned hers off too, but the light from the parking lot still shine was shown appeared again from the window, somehow filtering past the dumpsters. Charlie stared up at the ceiling again, her hands behind her head. Do you know what's going to happen tomorrow? She asked. I don't know really. I really don't know. <laughs> Jessica said. I know it's ceremony at the school. Yeah, I know that, Charlie said. Are we going to have to do anything? Like, do they want us to speak? I don't know. <laughs> Jessica said. What did she say? I don't know. I don't know. What? Why? Do you want to say something? No, I was just wondering. Do you ever think about him? Jessica said. Jessica said. Sometimes I try not to, Charlie said, half truthfully. She had sealed off the subject of Michael in her head. Locked him tight behind a metal wall she could never touch. It was an effort to avoid the subject. In fact, how many pages I got left? Oh, okay, I'm almost there. In fact, it was an effort to think of him now. What about you? She asked Jessica. Not really, she said. It's weird, right? Son, something happens, and it's the worst thing you can ever imagine. And it's just burned into you at that time. Like it's, it's going to go on forever. And then the years go by, and it's another thing that happened. Not like it's not important or terrible, but it's in the past. Just as much as everything else, you know. I guess, Charlie said. But she did know. I just try not to think about those things. Me too. You know? You know? I just went I just went to the funeral last week. I'm sorry, Charlie said, sitting up. Are you okay? Yeah, I'm fine. I'm fine. Jessica said. I barely even knew him. He was just an old relative that lived three states away. I think I met him once. I hardly remembered it. We mostly went for my mom's sake, but it was an old-fashioned funeral parlor, like in the movies, with an open coffin. I've been to an open, open coffin funeral. It's not that nice. I don't like looking at a dead body. With an open coffin, and we all walked by the coffin, and then we had, it was my turn to look at him, and he could have been sleeping, you know? <laughs> Just calm and restful, like all the dead people look. There was none that I could have pointed out that made me think he did it. If you ask me, every feature of his face looked the same as he was alive. His skin was the same, his hair was the same, as if he were alive. But he wasn't alive, and I just knew it. 
Because <laughs> you're at a fucking funeral, idiot. I would have known it immediately. Even if he wasn't, you know, in a coffin. <laughs> I know what you mean. There's something about them when they're Charlie Soft. It sounds stupid when I say it. But when I looked at him, he looked so alive. Yet I knew, just knew, that he wasn't. It made my skin crawl. That's just the worst thing, isn't it? Charlie said. Things that act alive but aren't. What? Jessica said. I mean, things that look alive but aren't. Charlie said quickly. We should get some sleep, she said. Did you set the alarm? Yes. Jessica said. Good night. Night. Charlie turned off her light, knowing sleep was still a long way off. She knew what Jessica meant, probably better than what Jessica did. The artificial shine in her eyes. What the fuck? Artificial shine in her eyes. That followed you as you moved. Just like a real person would. The slight lurch of realistic animals who did not move a living way. What the fuck are we reading? What? The occasional programming glitch that made a robot appear to have done something new. Creative. Her childhood had been filled with them. She had grown up in a strange gap between her life and not life. It had been her world. It had been her father's world. Charlie closed her eyes. What did that world do to him? And that's fucking chapter two. Ugh! This is how chapter three starts. I'll start. Like, next, next episode. Dot, dot, dot. That's how the next episode starts. Okay, I am going to. Oh, we did. We're like, a couple, we're going to be a couple minutes more than chapter one, but that's fine. So these things are probably going to be an hour long each, even though, to be honest, reading, probably reading like 15 minutes each, to be honest. Uh, okay, so I'm going to do some editing, and I really hope it doesn't really fuck off and like fuck it a lot, because I'm not going to listen to it all the way. I'm only going to listen to parts of it after I do editing. Uh, so don't hate it. Uh, it's gonna be a, I don't know, I'll probably do chapter 3 soon. Uh, depending how you guys like this one. <laughs> you, I need the feedback if it'd be appreciated. Other than that, I am fucking done. Ah, uh, it's almost. Oh, when did I start? Oh, I started like an hour ago. I'm fucking stupid. It's 10 p.m., that's a good time to stop.